0: Lucky number seven, Michigan State baseball fans. Your Spartans are currently on a seven-game winning streak in the Spartans baseball play. We're here on the warning track. This is the third installment of the baseball show for the Impact Sports Radio Network. It's here as always, Zach Swearit and your co-host Brett Cass. Brett, good evening, how's it going?
1: Good evening, it's going pretty good actually. It's going great weather. Yeah, great, great weather, baseball. a lot
0: of good games, yeah, it's going awesome actually. Tigers like I, are doing well too. So. Yes they are. <laughs> like I said, seven game winning tra- winning streak sorry, for your Spartans. Uh, Michigan State has won seven of the last eight, although that last game, the eighth game, is an exhibition game against the Lugnuts, which they lost, mm-hmm. but great experience as we learned from a lot of the players. But yeah, so we're going to go back to the Oakland series. Oklahoma series, great game. Um, we're gonna pull out some of the storyline, some of the stats from that game. Um, but that's where the Spartans pretty much started. Um, yeah, some that, of this winning streak.
1: Yeah, and that game took place on uh, Wednesday, correct? Yep. Right? Yep. Sorry for everyone knows that was our first uh, the home opener for the team. Um, it was pretty good, pretty good day out for the most part. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. a little, it was chilly, obviously, yeah. but um, the sun was shining, so that that was pretty enjoyable. Um, yeah, we ended up uh, doing pretty well that game. Yep. Um, we had.
0: Richard, yeah, Richard yeah. Senior was on the mound. Richard to start the uh, the home the home stand for the Spartans, but you know it was great. We talked to a lot of the guys. Um, you know, Jake Boss. You know, after the game, said you know it's good to, good to finally be home. Um, we love playing here, so it's always good for the guys. You know, they play on turf a lot down south, mm-hmm. um, so it's good to get some of those home field bounces on the infield. We'll talk about it a bit later how some of those bounces have been going actually the other way, but you know it's always great to be back at home. Uh, they're familiar with the stands. You know the field. Uh, best field in, the, in all the baseball represent, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Cobb's field. I'm Cope's shocked. It's all mine.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, when you look at it, though, when you, if you actually look at the field, it's a pretty nice-looking field. It isn't? is a nice-looking field. The only well, way it could look nicer is if the grass is a little bit greener, but that's yeah. out of <laughs> our control. So. Which will
0: come through soon enough with the nice weather. But, you know, it does look pretty good, despite the conditions. Um, you know, we went to, uh, the Lugnuts Cooley Law Stadium on Thursday night. And, you know, it was not as good conditions as this one. Um... But, you know,
1: I, th- I think that kind of because we were talking about in the past, the past couple of years, they had um, they had, you know, 12,000, 13,000 people, whatever it was at those games. Um, and this year, unfortunately, due to the weather, it was rainy. It was freezing. Um, we only were able to bring out uh, 4,455, I believe. Or was it four? Yeah. 4,455. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, is a, people.
0: And we, we talked about it, you know, before the game. We're like, you know, it's almost unfortunate. We we're kind of hoping in the back of our minds it got postponed because we looked at some of the stats from some of the previous years. Mm-hmm. And I I think it was two years ago, they had almost 13,000 fans there. Mm -hmm. That's incredible for an exhibition game. It is, yeah. Like, I almost would have preferred if they would have made it, like, in May. It would have been, you know, 60, 70 degrees. That would have been awesome.
1: Yeah, and looking at it, too, like, that'd be perfect, like, for all those Greek life members out there. It'd be perfect for for (laughs) a date party or something. Yeah, you know, it's a
0: great great experience (laughs) for everybody. Uh, It's always fun, you know, heading out to the game. It's a professional stadium and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a thing. Like, they're going out. You know, they faced in that game. um, We're just going to break away from the Oakland game really quick. But they faced... The 16th-breaking prospect in the Blue Jay system, uh, Robson, you know, he had a great, great game. You know, mm-hmm. we talked to some some of the guys after the game, and, you know, they were saying, you know, this, he's got great stuff. Like, they haven't seen guys like this in a while. Obviously, playing down south, you're going to mm-hmm. see some of these better players, but it was awesome facing, you know, big league talent and everything mm-hmm. like that. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was, it was interesting to see, like, a lot of um, – and they had some foreign players on the team, too. Mm-hmm. It was kind of funny seeing, like, I felt like I was – like, as you said, we were in the yeah. majors, you know. we. Have, yeah. I know, it was, it was a very interesting game, very cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, especially those guys throwing, uh, they were throwing heat compared to what the, a lot oh, of yeah. the state players have seen recently. right? Oh, so. yeah,
0: no, we had a, yeah, there were a few guys throwing, you know, mid-90s and everything, yeah. and that's interesting. Well, was, they were using wood bats and everything, too, so mm-hmm. yeah, I think that definitely had a, an impact on it. You know, a heavier bat and everything, but it was awesome. You know, even yeah. for us as reporters, um, it was a really cool experience just to be mm-hmm. up in the press box, even just to see the stadium, you know. In a different perspective, covering it, it was really cool.
1: I mean, the coolest part to I me mean, was the catered food and the the uh, pop had <laughs> <up> there. <but. laughs> yeah. We won't rub it
0: in too much, though. You know, they have good food down in the stands too. But it was awesome. You know, it really was. It was a cool uh-huh. experience, and obviously for the players too. Um, you know, it's not, not something you do every day. You know, mm-hmm. some of the guys said, you know, it's something you can tell your kids. You know, you played right. a minor league stadium. Um, depending on where their careers t- right. careers take them, but and,
1: and like I said too, like I had the experience in high school at least a little bit different. Um, to play at uh, Dow Diamond, another uh, minor league stadium in Midland, mm-hmm. and that was a really cool experience in that stadium too. And uh, and these guys can take it up a step further in uh, in uh, July when they get <clears throat> excuse me June I'm sorry yeah. um, when they get to go to Comerica and play Central Michigan. That'll be you know an yeah. like ma- actual major league stadium. To yeah, it's kind of so. like a prep game for that, getting yeah. ready ready big time, <laughs> yeah. big
0: time professional. But, yeah, finishing up the Oakland game, um, you know, it was great coming back from, um, it was a 23 game, uh, 23 games away from Mm -hmm. McLean Stadium. But Spartans come back, you know, Rechartic was on the mound. Um, You know, he looked great. You know, his 0-2 record um, currently had going into that game. He definitely improved on that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Spartans were able to, you know, get on the board pretty late, actually. You know, Mm -hmm. Oakland started off pretty hot in that game. Um, It was a close game. It was a really close game from the beginning. Uh, You know, we were pretty worried up on the mound, you know, first game back at home. Mm-hmm. uh it's kind of scary actually but was, um yeah.
1: one, one of the plays too that i uh that, that we noticed at the first time we thought it'd be a really big deal but they ended yeah. up winning by two or whatever yeah, so yeah. it wasn't too big but uh brett and pemba the son of mario and pemba mm-hmm. was on third and he left early yeah. um he was tagging up on a, on a fly ball yeah. we thought it easily scored and a majority of the people in the stands did too but um you know as we could see the michigan state threw it back and it was so much confusion in the press box trying to figure out what was going on it was really we thought, interesting yeah, yeah it was like is someone appealing what the but with a um, a, f- a fly ball that is uh, a tag up you really don't have to appeal anything because yeah. the ball is still alive it's yeah. still in play so
0: yeah it was really interesting you know a lot of the questions um, were directed at you know after the game in the post game towards a lot of the coaches and the players mm-hmm. um, kind of directed towards that but you know it was really interesting um, obviously with the Spartan bench over there at third base uh, they got a great perspective at seeing the play so you know obviously they could see it and, you know they could analyze it tell their guys you know throw throw to third because obviously he left early but like you said, you know, I don't think it really impacted the game that mm-hmm. much in the end, but it was it was an interesting play, you know. I mean mm-hmm. coming after all the all the pro baseball and everything, seeing mm-hmm. all these controversial plays getting right, reviewed. Right. Uh it's cool seeing one of our own, you know, that yeah. went one one of our ways, you know, mm-hmm. on our end. But yeah, finishing up the Oakland game, uh pitched really well. It started off really bad for us. Um we're down three nothing. Um let's see here. It got it got, got even worse, you know, but we we're able to tie it up uh three three. Uh, you know, we took the lead like Brett said, you know, the game ended. Um, we won 5-3. So, you know, great game. It was tough for uh, Retarczyk at the beginning. But, I mean, it looks like, at, you know, after the Siena series, we'll talk about it a bit later, the rotation's finally set, uh, you know, for Big Ten play on the weekend. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the main thing we're worried about. Um, obviously, you want to get some of these other guys um, some experience, some innings mm-hmm. pitched. Uh, and, you know, Retarczyk got that. Maybe get some of the kinks out, you know, throw some of those pitches, you know, for the next time. You know, I'm not going to throw mm-hmm. that fastball high and in inside on 0-2 right, right. or so. You know what I mean? Just different. You learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So that's the Oakland game. You know, it was great. Really cold, like you said. But yeah. <laughs> it was a great experience coming back home for the first time. And I, I definitely think the players appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that started this winning streak for them, for sure. That yeah, was great, definitely.
1: Yeah. And, and continuing on for the two. I mean, the next game was uh, like you said, an exhibition game of the Lugnuts. So yep. it uh, didn't count against them, even though they lost. Which it was three to two, which is very shocking to me. I thought it was going to be a lot. To, a lot different oh, than
0: that. Yeah. Well, it was a really close, like it was a really close. I game. thought it was going to be kind of a blowout. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, so did I. <laughs> yeah, you try to be optimistic, especially when you're reporting your team. But you know, going uh-huh. into a, like it's a single A professional team. You kind of, kind of got to be a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of weary. But you know, Theodore was on the mound. Uh, and like I said, they had Tom Robson, who is the um, the number 16th prospect. In the Blue Jays farm system. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was 39 degrees. It was cold. It was a cold night. Uh, it had rained pretty much most of the day. We were kind of wondering, you know, if the game would actually be played, like we right, talked about yeah. earlier. Um, but it was good. You know, 20 year old struck out um, a bunch of guys. I think he had six six strikeouts in the game, um, mm-hmm. Robson, before they took him out. But he pitched a gem. Theodore actually didn't pitch that, pitch that bad. You know, I think by the end of the day, he'd given up, you know, one or two runs against a professional mm-hmm. ball club. Um, But it went pretty well. You know, a few guys that you focused on, you know, it's Joel Fisher, a senior's last game at the Crosstown Showdown. Um, Fisher got the game going uh, with the first hit for the Spartans in the Lugnaut's game. But, you know, a lot like these games, you know, what we've noticed is I think whatever Checky is on, whenever Checky's on his game, I think the whole offense is on his game. You know, when Mm -hmm. he's in the leadoff spot... I think he's a pretty important player to that whole lineup, and I think if he's you know getting on base, if he's getting if he's attacking the pitcher, getting getting hits and everything, I think the whole lineup you know kind of gels and flows. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we saw you know Fisher got on base, um, you know their pitcher hit hit hovis he had two guys on, and the checky hit a single up the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have that speed on base, he's just a, he's just a slap hitter. You know he's a fun mm-hmm. guy, quirky guy. You know when he gets on base, when the team seems him producing. I mean, I think he's a leader. I really do. Like, I just Mm -hmm. think, you know, with his play and with his personality, I really, I really think his play determines and dictates. You know how the rest of this lineup performs,
1: right? Well, well like being at the beginning of the lineup, he's yeah. the, he's the first base runner, oh, yeah. and every time he gets on base, I think it was four out of five times uh, this we, this weekend series versus Siena, uh, he stole when he got on first base. Mm-hmm. He steals right away every single time. And that's yeah. such an asset it to really have is. fast runners like him and Cam Gibson yeah. on base every time right. to get right in scoring position right away because that that leads up. So if uh, if he gets a base hit, steals a base, Richardson knocks in a single on his you know first at bat, there's already one run because Trekkie's yeah. already on second. He's going to score most likely as long as it's you know, deep enough.
0: Well, it's a, hu- it's like a, it's a trickle effect, you know? So you start off with, you know, you add speed to the base pass. So even, you know, whatever hit it is, you know, it's going to move an extra base or so, but then you look at how it impacts the pitcher. Um. You know, I think a guy, you know, having a speedster on first base, it impacts the pitcher so much because he's worrying about that guy at first base. You mm-hmm. know, the coach will say, you know, look at him, Um. you know, throw over to first base, you know, pick off. So the pitcher's mind is on that guy at first, you know, so yeah. that definitely impacts um, and that was
1: evident during, um, I, I, uh, it was the first game, I yeah. believe, I, I can't remember exactly who it was, but who draw. In the first inning, they drew. Uh, the ner- they ran an early steal, mm-hmm. and uh, the pitcher stepped off and was able to score Blaze Salter from third, yeah. and he was able to cross the plate
0: before. Well, we've seen, I don't know if you could pull up the stat, you know, they've had a bunch of double double steals that they put that have been like successful every single time. I think every yeah. single time they pulled a double sp- steal, it's been successful. Checky stole third once, yeah.
1: and then they had another one where uh, Toth was on base, and Toth yep. stole third, and yep. Checky stole second. Yep. Um, Toth obviously is one of our better pinch runners that we throw in there, you mm. know, and he's he's been a huge huge help on the base pass too when we put him in there. Yeah, uh, he's, you know has the ability to steal bases just like Chucky has. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah, no, it's been great. And like I said, you know, going off that, um, so the Spartans were able to go, um, you know, after Chucky's single up the middle, you know, they scored a run. It was um, two one. You know, they really couldn't muster any other runs after that. Um, you know, they got one more run. Um, so did the Lugnuts. So it was a pretty pretty close game. Not not very high scoring. Um, but you know scoring two runs against the lug nuts especially when they have their best prospect one of the best prospects in the mm-hmm. jays organization on the mound i'm actually proud of that. like i'm i'm happy with oh that. i definitely am too yeah, yeah. No, I, everyone, I think that's a great day
1: a couple of people got some big hits in that game too yeah. some pretty deep hits yep. and a pretty deep ball i mean i'm trying to think how deep that ballpark was it was it was at least 400 feet in most of the most of was, the dimensions correct
0: i think it was 405 and center yeah right yeah. center 405 410 and right center. no it's 412 it was 412 412 yeah it was it's, a, it's a big time, yeah. big time ballpark yeah a good thing. So even if you look at you know some of the guys producing, another thing that's very beneficial from those games is you have a lot of guys getting experience. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just the starters p- playing against these big league talent. You know they put in a bunch of different guys. So, you know Rapano's played, Nowak, Connor Moore. You know they had a bunch of different guys in the game that usually don't play. And I think even for a lot of the young guys that are going into the game, I think that's extremely beneficial. It builds confidence and everything. You know if I'm seeing this big league talent now as a freshman or something, or even as a sophomore. I think it really just, you know, even against Siena or even against Big Ten talent down in the down the road in the season, it's such a confidence booster, and I think it's great experience for the seniors and some of the older players, seniors and juniors, but I definitely think it's even more beneficial to some of the younger players. And, you know, we even talked to Boss after that, and, you know, he's stating, you know, it's extremely beneficial. So, you know, you get some of the mistakes out against these guys. You know, if you're facing big league talent, you're seeing that. You see if you can compete against it, you can handle mm-hmm. it. It just gives you so much more confidence, especially as a young player Hmm. on the Spartans.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and like um, (laughs) my first kind of journalism mistake was when we talked to Coach after the Oakland game Mm -hmm. and we asked who he was going to start, and he said uh, Johnny Holstaff is going to start. (laughs) Johnny Holstaff,
0: actually one of the freshman young talent (laughs) pitchers for the Spartans. But
1: but me being me, I, I didn't know Holstaff was the Holstaff. Whole staff, yeah. I, I thought there was actually a guy named Johnny Holstaff, and we're with uh, Chris from the Lansing Journal. Chris Solari, yeah. Yeah, in, uh, in the press box, and I was sitting there joking, like, wait, I thought Johnny Holstaff was on the amongst Theodore was starting. That was an embarrassing Holstaff moment. Holstaff but... is good stuff.
0: No, yeah. it's funny. Yeah, well, so for all you fans out there listening to that, we're giving you a tip. If anybody says Johnny Holstaff, you just come back and say, yeah, I get it. Don't worry. <laughs> Pull a joke on him or something, but... Yeah, you know, a bunch of guys were on the mound for the Spartans. Bunch of guy, you know, in bunch field, of different too. guys. Yeah, in the field in the and lineup. that's
1: one thing we were talking about too. Because we were like, wow, they're playing a minor league team, and it's mm-hmm. three to two right now. And we were like, I wonder if it's going through coach's mind to you know to keep his starters in. But well, uh, that's
0: a thing. Yeah, do you want to push for a win, or I mean, do you just want to get some guys' experience? It, yeah, it was I an mean, exhibition I'm, I'm happy. game. But- I'm, I'm happy with how it panned out.
1: Yeah, and, give, and giving those guys experience is the most beneficial for your, your team down the road, at least. Mm-hmm. Too. And no,
0: completely agree. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're gonna go now. The next game, you know, the Sienna series, the Sienna Saints, and actually, you would think the Sienna Saints, you know, is being like a saint. Actually, it's Saint Saint Bernard. So we had no idea. And then <laughs> I thought were, it
1: was I thought it was Sienna Heights. I didn't realize, it. and then I looked it up, and I was like,
0: oh, yeah, no, interesting. And then another interesting thing, actually, Sienna Sienna's coach has been coaching for 44 years. This is 44th year. That's crazy. Wow. Like you were saying, you know, he's a – it was really just calm and relaxed. You know, you're right. Even some of the some of the calls, even with Jake Boss, you know, I think today he uh, went over to one of the umps and was talking about a call or something. But you're right. I think it was very calm. And I think Jake, you know, admired um, a bit of what Rossi was doing over there for Siena. I think looking at a guy who's done it for 44 years, you know, mm-hmm. kind of looked up and you're like, all right. I mean, I respect you as a coach Definitely, and everything yeah. as a team. I'm going to go easy on you. You know, like mm-hmm. um, I think after the game, I don't know who said it. I think uh, it was Pickens after the game today said, you know, Sienna's a good baseball team, but you know, that's a team we expect to sweep. That's yeah. a team, you know, but, that's on yeah. the. I think they came into the series, you know, it's five and 20. So you know, you feel bad for Siena, but you know that, that's a tune-up game. Mm-hmm. You know, especially playing some yeah. of these Big Ten series down the road. I know Indiana's coming up. I think that's not this weekend, but the weekend after um you know we gotta we gotta get ready you know we got Mm -hmm. two two michigan games this week um in central and in western so you know got to get ready for those but yeah so the first game our ace your stud spartans van vossen was on the mound and pitched an absolute gem you know i'm gonna have a feature story out there about perfect games in college baseball you should check out but you know brett talk to these guys about what was van vossen throwing on the mound he's just lighting he was, guys up.
1: He was doing so well, man. Oh yeah, He had, a, uh, he had a perfect game going. Perfect. He lost it in the fifth inning uh, with one out there. Yeah. So I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty incredible. late in the game. He he had a he was throwing his stuff for sure, oh, man. Yeah. He was doing so well. He had a career high ten strikeouts. Yep. That was a uh, second complete game of yep. his career, first of that season. Right. And he was just pitching
0: lights out. Oh, he pitched an absolute gem. Yeah. You know, like it was awesome watching it. Um, ten straight Ks. You know, against C- Siena. You know, some guys are asking. Was it against, you know, who the talent is in Siena or was it Van Vossen's stuff? And obviously, you know, Van Vossen is, is our ace. You know, he's right. top of the rotation guy. He pitched great. You know, I, I know Siena's not the best team, but I definitely think Van Vossen, you know, he, he was the man out there. You know, you're yeah. 13 straight batters. Like Brett said, you know, 10 Ks, second complete game of his career. I think that was a huge motivational game, you know, for Van Vossen for the rest of the season. Right. Um, and a lot of the other guys in the bullpen. Um, And in the rotation, we'll talk about all of them and what that game meant to him going into the second game and the doubleheader. But Van Vossen's stuff was just nasty. That yeah, game.
1: and it was so so good to see him go. Uh, you know, all nine innings. Because it kind of mm-hmm. helps. It saves our bullpen just in case we would need him in that doubleheader in the second game. Yep. Um. And, and we when we asked uh when we talked to Van Vossen after the game, he was saying he felt the best he ever did in the mm-hmm. eighth inning. He struck yeah. out the side in the <laughs> yeah. eighth inning. Um, he was
0: feeling good. Yeah, he's got Verlander stuff.
1: Yeah, we were watching. We were kind of monitoring his pitch count for most of the game. He kept it was pretty low. It Was one eighteen when he finished. Wasn't terrible. Yeah, one eighteen yeah. was how we finished the game. Yeah. So. I mean for a yeah complete game that's pretty good. Yeah, that yeah. is really good for a complete game. I mean oh, he yeah. kept his he kept it under control. He pitched really well. Yeah. Um and and Sienna, you were kind of thinking we were talking um I know if someone asked coach like is this mean your pitching is really good? Was Van Vossen that good, or yeah. is this because we're playing five twenty exactly. yeah. Siena or Siena? And he kind of said it was a little mix of both, but mainly it was our pitching, and he thinks mm. our pitching is that good. Yeah. And uh, as we saw it again too, Elman. Well, I mean, we'll get to that in a minute about how he pitched a great game. Yep. And then Cam View came in on uh, yeah. on today or a Sunday. Yeah, the freshman. Yeah. yeah. freshman young arm did pretty well. Went he in third. Well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but you know, going out, going down the game, you know, another guy is looking at. always you know the best heart of the lineup? Blaze Salter, um, Blaze and Chucky definitely hard of the lineups, but. You know, Salter had a great game in that first game. He was three for four. And I think he had three RBIs. You know, he played great. Um, you know, another thing, along with Checky, as I said earlier in this podcast, I think when Checky's going, and then obviously when Salter's going, um, you know, we said Salter in the second game, I think he went 0 for 5. So it's a little bit of a letdown, but, you know, he's one of the best hitters. And obviously today, yeah. the best hitter on the team, I would argue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even to, after today's game, he he's second. Today. Yeah, so he's second in the Big Ten in home runs with four. He's first in RBIs, but um, I think it should be 28 now. And then he's first in doubles, too. Mm-hmm. So he's he's a stud. He's awesome. Yeah, Rock's could, number 11, too, my old number, so I got to love him for that. It
1: kind of reminds me like how this lineup's set up, like the 3-4 and four hitter. Yep. Uh, I feel like it's almost like kind of the Tigers where you have the 3-hitter, Miguel Cabrera, the big guy, who can bring in yep. the power. And then the Victor Martinez, the guy that people kind of – like. we, ask, we even yep. asked Pickens, too. We are asked, like, mm-hmm. you know, because he came in today, had bases loaded, and hit a huge, huge double that cleared mm-hmm. the bases. And we asked him, too, like, you know – uh, describe that pitch, you know, what, what was that? That was actually yesterday's game, but, um, we asked him to describe that pitch and he was saying, you know, with a guy like Blaze Salter, you know, drilling the ball ahead of you, you know, people yeah. kind of overlook you in the fourth spot, even though you're the, the, um, yeah, the cleanup man, the cleanup man yeah. I mean, people kind of overlook you because you're not the big name of Blaze. Well, Salter. Well, even when
0: that happened, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been bases loaded. So, you know, you had guys on second and third after the double, st- double steal with Chucky. Um, so you had guys on second and third, uh, and then Salter was up, so they walked Salter. And, you know, it, you kind of wonder if you're going to do that, you know, obviously if you're going to walk the best hitter for the team, um, you know, with Pickens coming up, you know, every single guy that gets, the guy that gets walked before them to put bases loaded has a chip on their shoulder. So Mm -hmm. they're looking at the mid, they're looking at the mound, they're looking at the pitcher, the guy, the manager in the dugout, and they're like, you know what, I'm going to show you. And Pickens did, man. That was a great, great at-back, great hit. Huge for that day too, because the Spartans, again, were slow offensively Um, in, in today's Sunday's game, April 5th, but April 6th actually. But, Huge game. Huge mm. game for Pickens. But you know, back to the second the first game on uh, the double header. So great game for the Spartans. Um, you know, won the game three no- four nothing actually. Um in, Vavos in complete game. Complete game shutout. It was great. Um, you know, and like you said, Gibson and Checky are huge in this lineup. I think with their speed and obviously mm-hmm. the speed on the bench it's 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 insane. It, you it know? is
1: really insane. So many runs that we have are led, and like you had just talked about earlier, the Blaze Salter play, where or the Pickens play, where Blaze Salter was intentionally walked. That intentional walk would not have happened if mm-hmm. Pickens and uh, I think it was Toth at the time yep. had not do- had a double steal. Because if they had not have a double steal, there'd be no reason to walk exactly. Blaze Salter. So they exactly. walked Blaze, loaded the bases, and then comes Pickens and clears them and mm-hmm. does his job as a cleanup hitter.
0: Yeah. And actually, Chucky, we're talking about all the speed so much, you know. In the Oakland game, he hit a bomb. He went yard too, yeah, and right field. Yeah. It was a uh-huh. bomb. It was a blast over the kind of the Green Monster in right field. So finishing off the first game for Austin, complete game shutout. Spartans win four nothing. Great game. Um, and then second game. So you know we have Allman on the mound. allman has been you know sort of a bullpen guy, sort of a starter, but especially after seeing the first guy in the first game go complete game shutout, have a perfect game through through four and a third. Mm-hmm. And so that's intimidating. That's yeah, a very intimidating definitely. as a starter. Um, but, you know, Allman actually went out, and if it wasn't for the hit batter in the first inning, he had a perfect game through three innings as well. And we talked to him. Uh, we even said after the game, you know, how did that impact your game plan going into the second game? And, you know, what were your thoughts about that? You know, all the, imp- all the pressure and everything on you. And he said, you know, yeah, I think it does put a little bit more pressure on me. You know, seeing Van Vossen pitch a complete game, uh, you got to be focused from the beginning. And he said he saw a lot of quick ground ball outs, uh, so he tried to keep the ball low in the zone. Um, so, you know, he pitched a great game as well right. um, You know, he only gave up one run in the whole game But, you know, again Like he pitched, I think, seven seven innings he, was, he went mm-hmm. for um, Great game So, you know, I think that is really good Heading into the Big Ten play soon yeah. um, You know, with two top of the rotation guys That are pitching great Yeah, and
1: even view pitch I'm very, like, if you think This whole weekend yeah. series against Siena We great had one, one earned run All three pitchers yeah. Or all, even the wow. relief pitchers One earned run Because today they scored one run But that was an unearned run so really? yesterday, yeah, um, I'm sorry. The Sunday game had the had unearned run, but Saturday, uh, you know, Elman gave a one earned run, but it really wasn't like a, a damper on his performance at it by any means. I mean, no. he gave up, like we were saying, the whole perfect game thing. That that ended like the first inning on a hit batter. Yeah. But But um, I mean, he had a no hitter going pretty late. Um, he had a no hitter going how far exactly? It was about uh, all the way into the fourth inning with one out. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he he did pretty well. I mean, as a
0: yeah, well, he did really well, and I think you know. I even talked about, you know, like I said, I mentioned a little name drop for my feature that I'm going to be posting later. But, you know, I've been talked about, you know, experience. You know, I think it's 19 perfect 19 perfect games that have been in college baseball since 1957. And there's wow. 211 college baseball teams. So, you know. Wait, are you,
1: ser- are you sure? About, like, I'm being 100%. Since 1957,
0: games. 19 perfect games. So compare that to look at 211 teams in college baseball. And then there are 30 teams in professional baseball. And there have been 23 perfect games in history. So you look at those differences, you'd think there'd be way more in college baseball. Well, what
1: is the college baseball history, you said, since 1957? 1957. 1957. So is that the first time it was being recorded? You I mean, think or? so. And okay.
0: I saw a lot of the different stats. You know, it said seven innings, seven innings. So I think a lot of the games were changed since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so since 1957, there's been 19. Those are so, the
1: aluminum bats, too, these guys. Used yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: so you think about that, there's been only, there's been only 19, and there's two hundred eleven teams, you know, you'd think there'd be a lot more. But I think it's I think it has to do with experience. You know, we talked a little bit about the lug game, you know, making mistakes for these young guys and you know for Van Vossen, you know, maybe he you look at Alman. Allman said, you know, he saw a lot of ground ball outs and everything, so he tried to pitch low. You know, if you're Van Voss and you don't see that, so you know, maybe next time, next game, you know, you wouldn't make that pitch. Um, you know, up in the zone and everything, give up a single line drive single, um, to end your end your perfect game. But you know, nothing to take away from these guys. They pitched great. Um, you know, the offense so is what would help when you have an offensive production, uh, some run support to, you know, give you some confidence, make you feel make you feel safe on the mound. Right. Uh, right. You know, it's always worse when you're pitching a gem out there and your mm-hmm. offense isn't scoring any runs. But, you know, it obviously helped them a lot. Um, yeah, so like we said, Allman pitched a great game. Um, some offensive guys in the second game.
1: Yeah, Coach Boss, you know, was pretty impressed um, with game two compared to game one, like he was saying. He just felt, um, you know, in game two, they kind of did some more things to get some runners in place. Yeah. Just I don't know if he was, I don't know if he was kind of trying to say they're playing a little bit more small ball, like you know whatever. Um, they did have a few stolen bases, but a lot of it was due to the sloppy play by Santa. Oh, yeah. They had some wild pitches, some pass balls. Yeah. Um, they had four errors in the game, so they really kind of struggled with that. And yeah, like yeah. we were able to capitalize on those errors that they created um, to score our runs. So.
0: Well, I think it's tough. You know, we were talking. You know, right after the first game, the second game started a half an hour after. So it's tough. You know, for a small school team from New York. Um, you know, five and twenty going into the game. They face Van Vossen, so a complete game shut up by that guy. You know, not a lot of success offensively. And then you got to come back and play another game right after that. I don't know how you know any team, even professional, can do that. Mm. It has to be tough for these. Like a lot of these guys are in college, you know, so they're uh-huh. young guys at school. You know, I'm exactly. I'm stressed doing this. I can't believe <laughs> I I'm know. Yeah, playing and practicing. Yeah, try this. doing that after overcoming those odds. You know, it's, I feel bad for them. You know, they're a young school. they are a lot of nice guys. You know, the coach is an old guy. You know, you you feel for him, but ex- <laughs> like you said, extremely sloppy play uh, for Siena. So you know, we took advantage of that. Um, and like you said, yeah, Coach Bosch was happy about that. But I still think, you know, we've yet to see, um, aside from the Michigan, the Minnesota series, I you know, we scored 15 runs in one of those games. But I think we've yet to see a game, you know, where, you know, it's all us. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, if we face like Indiana, I know last year we sweeped Indiana. That was our first sweep um, since this game. Um, so our last sweep before the Siena series was against Indiana last year. Oh, wow! But, you know, I think when we face some of these Big Ten teams, I think there's none of these outliers. You know, we swapped Siena, but you know, Siena's five and twenty. You know what I mean? Right. From yeah. the Mac. So that's,
1: that's the thing. Are, were we on our game this weekend, or was Sienna? Is Sienna just that off?
0: I think it's a bit of both. You know, I think obviously we have a seven game winning streak right now, which uh, I think is good. Definitely. But but look who we, we played. We should exactly. We played. Okay, let me think Oakland. 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 Before Oakland's under five hundred. Yeah.
1: Who, who who else is part of this uh, seven game winning? streak?
0: So you know, it started with the fifteen the fifteen run game in Minnesota, and you know finished two against Minnesota. We won the series, didn't sweep them. Uh, Then we beat Eastern Michigan at Eastern Michigan, which is always good, especially at the end of the year if you're looking you know, the battle for Michigan, uh, even though we don't play U of M. But beat them, beat Oakland. So we're not playing any really good teams, Um, but I think it's still good to have a seven-game series. It's always like you know, it's always when your parent you you call home and you say, you know, I got a three five on this test, or I got a three on this test and an easy class. You know, mention the easy that's class. That's what you though. that's what you should do. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dad always says that well, that's what you should do. I want you to be over expectations. So right, right. I think right now as a Spartan fan, we're meeting expectations. So, uh-huh. you know, we're seven game winning streak, but we're playing support teams. So I expect us, you know, it's kind of forecasting right now, you know, I want <laughs> obviously this is what I want, but I want us to be, you know, central. Um, western and then you know at least win the series against purdue yeah like, i want to build as much confidence as we can heading into the indiana series right
1: because we're gonna i mean like we said i mean we're going how long is this win streak gonna go because we have central mm-hmm. and, and uh western i'm not sure incredibly how they might be having good seasons but they're both mac teams no offense to the mac it's just yeah. smaller conference in big 10 you go to purdue is one of the lesser teams in the big 10 they're yep. six and 21 right second now second yeah. last yeah they're six and 21 yeah. so I mean, what what are these really telling us? I,
0: but one thing about Purdue is, though, like we can't overlook them. I know I was talking to one guy in the booth today. Their strength of schedule is insane. They've played a lot of is really it? tough teams. Yeah, they played uh, Virginia. Um, I think they played oh, Rice. Wow. They played a lot of really tough teams. I think they're San Diego State, too. So, you know, yeah, they're second last in the Big Ten, I think. But, you know, they're struggling big time. Um, yeah, Purdue's actually third last. They're right now 6-21 and 20, six and 21 overall and 2-4 and four in the Big Ten. Oh, so, okay. I mean, yeah, that's pretty bad, but, you know, I don't think we can overlook them at all. Um, I definitely think that they will still be a tough team to play, but I definitely think that's important. We at least have to win that series.
1: Yeah, definitely. And at I, least. I mean, that'll be our, I don't know, we did win the Minnesota series. So that'll be our second mm-hmm. uh, Big Ten series win. Which is definitely huge because that's really what you know the conference record is yeah. really what matters. I guess getting into the Big Ten tournament. Am I correct? But an at-large bid would come from your overall record, obviously. And but that's like Boss was saying. A lot of our games right here, like these, are all important wins. They're more important than people take them. The Siena game and um, you know obviously these other non-conference games because that that is what gets you an at-large bid into the NCAA tournament.
0: Yeah, and I think you know I don't know if this is looking too much into it, but I think if you look at if you compare to our basketball team right now. And you look at our basketball team. So obviously we beat Kentucky. You know we were on a I don't know how many games we won in a row. It's like in the teens, like fifteen in a row. But and then we lose that North Carolina game. And you know we had so much hype with our team and everything this year. I think a lot of the guys were let down. I think our biggest loss this year, besides from injuries or anything, was mental. So like a lot of the guys mm-hmm. just didn't care. They didn't have the fight. You know they were just like, well we were supposed to be the best. You know we're losing these games. I think for us, you know if we're if we have all this promise, you know I want to make the big Ten, I want to make the Big Ten tournament this year at least. You know, oh, sure. I think yeah, we have a lot of potential with this team. Yeah, but you know, I almost kind of want us to lose at least before the Indiana series because I want us to yeah. face defeat. You know, we could argue this. I mean, I want to hear your perspective on this. I want to almost face defeat before we get head of the Indiana series because I don't want us facing one of the best teams in the Big Ten. You know, on a thirteen thirteen game winning streak, fourteen game winning streak, um, I and feel- you know, facing Indiana. Let's say we get swept. You know, I don't want these guys. We have a young team. I don't want these guys. You know, being all sad and. You know, kind of losing hope for the rest of the season. What do you, I mean, I just kind of want to hear your thoughts about that.
1: I guess I'm thinking like, if these guys are looking at these games, I don't want them to lose one because if they have a winning streak going, I think they're going to want to keep it up more than ever because, like, I think they understand more than anybody the teams they're playing right now are not. Indianas they're not Nebraska's you know these are I mean no offense to the teams that have been playing but uh yeah. Siena's 5 and 20 Purdue coming up at six and 21 Good old Saint Bernard's. Play, yeah he plays uh, two, two Mac teams mm-hmm. you know you want to win those games they understand that those those teams are not like Indiana just because they're coming in with a 13 game win streak or whatever they would have coming into Indiana they understand that that does not mean they're gonna walk all over Indiana mm-hmm. just because they have a large win streak going yeah. that's that doesn't mean that at all because Indiana is obviously the top 10 of the big team they were ranked that preseason they are big top top In the Big Ten right now, 7 1 in the Big Ten, 17 10 overall, which isn't too far off our 17 11 record. But like I said, 7 1 in the Big Ten says a little bit more than mm. uh, their overall record. Yeah, but.
0: I mean, I, yeah, I guess it's a little, you know, warning track debate here right now, <laughs> which is always fun. But I don't know. I mean, obviously, I want us to win all these games, you know, I, I think we should. But I think the most important thing a lot of big league managers talk about, you know, don't worry about sweeping every series. I think it's you just win series. If you win every single series, you know, you're gonna have one of the best records in whatever league you're in. Right. So I mean, yeah. Obviously, I want us to you know keep the winning streak alive, but you know I definitely hope some of these guys. You know, obviously we're not one of the best teams in college baseball, but right. and we're not yeah. you know going for a national championship. But, you know, if we're running off you know a ten game, nice. win- yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'd be really nice. But if we're running off a ten game winning streak, I just want these guys you know to face a little bit, little bit defeat you know before they get too too you know hyped in the streak and everything. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I see what you mean. I just I think. Because they're expecting these games like uh yeah. like I forget who said it today, I believe it was Pickens, um, had said, you know, like we, we expect, expect to sweep. W- yeah, yeah, we expect to sweep Siena, we expect to win these games. And if they're coming up with that attitude, I, I definitely hope they would win. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, I mean I
0: want, yeah, I want these guys to be as confident as they can um just don't get complacent that's all I'm trying mm-hmm. to get across we're good okay. we agree to disagree yeah <laughs> we're good don't worry um but you know finishing off the last game in the series uh pitched great you know view is on the mound for the Spartans uh the freshman who had a great game against Minnesota um one of his last times out on the mound um today he pitched well um it wasn't one of his best outings I would say but you know I think he did pitch very well um it's always good you know especially as a freshman to pitch against you know a Siena mm-hmm. team gain some confidence uh, and
1: like Coach was saying too, just with a young arm like View, just gave him more and more starts. Just gonna put some more starts under his belt, mm-hmm. give him more experience. Just he gets better and better every time, like Coach said. Because yep. he was saying about three weeks ago, you know they didn't have uh they didn't have that third starter down lock, and he kind of picked View. He said View's guy wants the ball. He's gonna do his best out there, and every time he's getting out, every time he's going out there, he's getting better. Yep. And like he did, he went six uh, six and two thirds innings today. He um, did a really good job on the mound. Uh, obviously, he gave a one run unearned for that and had five hits. So, you know, he he, did a, he threw a pretty good game. I mean, he didn't throw go a complete game like Van Vossen, but yeah. those are pretty high expectations to meet, yeah, especially those are, yeah, those as big, a young arm. Yeah, those are big-time so.
0: expectations. But, yeah, like we said, you know, he pitched great. Uh, it's, it's a learning experience for him right now. But, you know, yeah, he really solidified himself into that third third spot in the rotation. Um, but, yeah, you know, I definitely think it's good heading into the Purdue series. And then, obviously, because, you know, it's different in college baseball because, you have a few games during the week. So you have a few non-conference games during the week. You know, last week we played Oakland, Eastern, Eastern Michigan, I think. Um, you know, this week we play Central and Western, and then on the on the weekends are a lot of the series. So you know, what the coaches will do is, so primarily, you know, they'll have a three-man rotation for the weekend series. So right now for the Spartans, that's Van Vossen, Allman, and then View. So then during the week, you know, they'll toss out some guys like we saw, you know, Retarchik, Theodore, um, you know, some of the some of the youngins, you know, Lowry, uh, Borkovich. Uh, so, we'll get some of the young guys out there gain some experience, but you know that's what's happening so when we when we're talking about you know boss solidifying that three third man in the rotation, that's really important mm-hmm. because if you look if you compare it to the majors, you know if you just have a three game series, you know your third guy in the rotation. Obviously, it's unfair looking at the Tigers, but the third man in the rotation's Sanchez. You know, he's mm-hmm. a stud. He's an ace on half the teams in MLB. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in the, some of the worst teams in the majors, your third starter is is decent. Right. So right. you know, especially having a third man in that rotation, the back end of your rotation, that's really important. Mm-hmm. Especially in a lot of these games. You know, they're pitching on Sunday today. They're rocking the old school nineteen fifty four uniforms, <laughs> which were yeah. great. The cream uniforms, they're really cool. But um, yeah, so today, you know, finishing off the day, finishing off the game. Um, View wasn't on top of his stuff, but you know he pitched pitched decent enough to give Spartans a chance. Um, and this was really quiet until I think it was like the fifth inning. I think we had that um, that home run off, off Salter. Um, Salter went yard, man, yard. That was that was wow. probably the biggest
1: shot we've seen so far this season. That Definitely was way over the he, yeah way over the scoreboard. scoreboard. I think it
0: went like probably three seventy. That, yeah, that's what. Um,
1: yeah, that's what we were saying in the press yeah. box about three seventy. That yeah. was a huge bomb.
0: That was huge bomb. And then you know after that inning um you know their guy in the mound um was pitching pitching decent except for that um and then you know after that inning pickens had the bases clearing double the three rbi double and then i really that really you know opened the game up so you know the spartans were able to take the game after that you know a 5-1 lead um you know that would last for the rest of the game you know spartans held on to the 5-1 lead um you know if you pitched a great game like we said you know an experienced game and the Spartans have a seven-game seven winning streak right now, so that's where we stand currently right now. You guys are all up to date on everything, um, and you know, forecasting this week. So you know, we play Central on Tuesday, uh, Western on Wednesday, both home games, mm-hmm. both at three hundred five. Right. Um, and you know, like like we talked about, you know, you spoke in the in the post game. You know, these games, since we don't play Michigan, I think it adds a little bit more importance to these Mm -hmm. Michigan games, you know, Eastern, Central, Southern, Northern, Northwest, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think no matter what school it is in Michigan, it's really important because, you know, I don't think – aside from, you know, Ohio State and everything, some of the other big teams in the Big Ten – these Michigan games, you know, you're battling for that quote-unquote state of Michigan right. championship. It's so like fl- they're really important.
1: Right, and we beat Oakland already. That's a decent team mm-hmm. in our, uh, yep. in our you know, Division One team in our state. Right. Central and Michigan are, or Central and Western, are obviously, two uh, two big games for us. And um, you know, like Coach said, we want to – like a goal of ours. Like we have plenty of goals this season: win the Big Ten, you know, all those kind of things. But winning the state championship, as you yep. know, he calls it, that's another goal too. Unfortunately, um, we won't be able to test that against you know our, our main rivals or yep. other Big Ten. They're, fo- they're scared Michigan. of Michigan. Yeah, right. <laughs> But um, but yeah. So I mean, they'll be able to at least show their stuff against the Chippewas and the Broncos yeah. here. But um, you know, it's kind of I mean, like we said, it's unfortunate the Michigan thing. But but you know, these games just another reason to turn turn it up a notch. You know, oh so for sure. I'm excited to see the t- you know the tension, yeah. not tension maybe in that game, but kind of wish they were on a weekend though, so we could see some visiting crowds come yeah, on in. Same you here. Know?
0: Yeah, so you know, I think those games are really important. You know, aside from the state of Michigan championship, I think it's important, like we said, heading into Purdue, which is this upcoming weekend. Um, yeah, so on the mound, you know, we'll probably see Borkovic, as boss said after the game, either Borkovic and then Retarchik or Theodor for probably that Wednesday game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like we said earlier in the, in, earlier in the podcast, you know, we're going to see some of the younger guys, some of the older guys getting some starts, getting some experience um, in these middle of the week games. Uh, so I think that'll be really important for the weekend series. Yeah, um, I'm
1: excited to see if uh, so Borkovich gonna... gets a start because I know he had a relieving uh, he did, had a relieving effort earlier this season when he was uh, named yeah. Big Ten Freshman of the Week. So I'm really excited to see some young arms. We saw Cam View obviously today. Yeah, uh, he's a red shirt freshman. Yep. Yeah. and uh, you know, so it's going to be really interesting to see Borkovich. Really excited about that. That'll It'll be, be definitely really cool something to look forward to.
0: And some other things we're looking at, you know, right now. So obviously we talked about Chucky a lot. And I think mean, Checky's leading the Big Ten in stolen bases right now. Yes, he is, um, Yeah. So he's really quick. And, and I think, I think you know, we talked to Boss, you know, in that leadoff spot, you know, Checky's kind of been back and forth between the leadoff spot, you know, a little bit further down in the order. You know, I think he's awesome out there. I really mm-hmm. think he is. You know, a left-handed bat. Um, you know, he looks kind of powerful, too. He's got the elbow, elbow brace on. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think he's great there. So I think, you know, another okay. thing to look for— is if, you know, Chucky stays in that leadoff spot for these next two games, and then especially for the series this upcoming weekend, um, you know, where guys are shifting the order. I think another guy to look for uh, is Ryan Krill. So, you know, obviously you're looking at guys like Blaze Salters playing well, Pickens, you know, his hitting streak ended at 13 games. You know, he's picked that up. I think he's been on base in 16 straight games, Uh which is great. You know, even if you're getting hits or you're getting on the base, that's all that matters. Um, That's a little Billy Bean talk right there. But, you know, a money ball. But, um, yeah, I think Ryan Krill, you know, had a lot of potential coming out of high school. Um, definitely last year, you know, supposed to be a big power hitter and everything. Preseason, people were saying, you know, a really big thing for the Spartans, is you know, is how guys are going to develop, um, you know, power, power-wise. power So I think Krill really needs to step up. You know, we were talking today. He, I think for his first three, two, three at-bats, he was seeing it like start off 3-0 and every count. That's mm-hmm. really good. You know, you're seeing the pitch as well. So I think that's really important. That's a step in the right direction. But I definitely think he needs to improve um, a bit. But, you know, he has a lot of potential. I think he's doing great. Um, But I think he needs to improve a bit. And obviously, you know, Fisher had a great game today. So Fisher starts coming around. Pickens is playing well. Salter's playing well. Uh, And you got Pickens, you got Gibson and Chucky, you know, stealing bases, being quick and everything. I think we have a good good team. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool too. You know, Jake talked a little bit about, you know, having Nate, and Dirk and two freshmen starting at second and third. Mm-hmm. I think it's great because, you know, in these games especially, they get a lot of the kinks out. You know, they had a few errors, a few throwing errors and everything. But that's fine. You know, as freshmen and everything, they're expected to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather them get them out now against Siena, than you know, two weeks from now at Indiana later on in the year, you know, at home against Nebraska. So, I mean, I definitely think that's great. Definitely. Yeah, so, you know, obviously you're looking at those guys, but definitely Krill. Um, I think, and I'm not picking on Krill at all. You know, I think he's a great, great player. Actually, that's why I'm saying this. I think you know he's a really important part of this team. You know, this lineup. We talked to Boss a couple weeks ago, and you know he said he's part of that core group of guys in the lineup. You know, if they're going, we're going to compete in every mm-hmm. single game, no matter who we're playing. Correct. So you know he's a lefty power hitter. Suppose he's got some power in him, um, but I definitely think if he's seeing the pitch as well, he's you know getting late in the count, he's going to be there. And I definitely think you know he's going to pick it up late in the series. And I definitely think you know we saw some signs of improvement against Sienna and Oakland, um, so I think it's I think it's getting there. Don't worry, Ryan. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he took obviously the game off, but um, in the second game of the doubleheader. But yeah, I mean, he, he's he's betting low two hundreds. You know, not where he wants to hit, but um, you know, it's early in the season. We still got a lot of time, so you know, I'm I'm really excited, looking forward to you know what he's got, what he's gonna have. So he went one for three today. Um, you know, that, that's that's not bad. Yeah, three, it's, no, it's not, two, it's not so, bad at all. Yeah.
0: yeah, so it's better than his average right now. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think that's all for right now, guys. You know, obviously we're looking at some of those guys. Uh, <clears throat> try and come out of the game. You know, if you want, on Tuesday, it's at 3.05. Um, don't skip class, but go to class and then go to the game after. Yeah, it's
1: a great walking down, that, walking down the it trail. It is. You know, it really is. You know, the weather's...
0: Thursday is supposed to be like 66 degrees. I don't know what it's supposed to be like. Unfortunately, on... we don't have a
1: game on Tuesday,
0: Tuesday. actually, is supposed to be like 50. And I heard, you know, there's supposed to be a chance of a lot of rain and maybe snow. So,
1: uh, wait, 50 with snow, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. That's <laughs> Michigan weather for you. But <laughs> right.
0: But, yeah, so those games, Tuesday and Wednesday at 3.05, respectively. Look for Borkovic, you know, Retarczyk or Theodore on the mound. Um, Looking for the Purdue series this weekend. And then also look for a feature story coming out sometime this week. I know I'm name-dropping it a lot, but I want you guys to check it out. Uh, it's going to be about perfect games in college baseball and comparing them to the MLB. So, Brett, you have something to add? Late, late in the segment? Kind
1: of late, yeah. I just kind of—I I was very in- intrigued by the weather. Wednesday is fifty-five and sunny. Wow. We'll be playing the Western Michigan Broncos, and that'll be a great game if you're walking to class and whatnot to stop. That was by. a great
0: weather cast, Brett. Actually, yeah. you'd be, you'd do, you do—you could do weather pretty well. Well, that's pretty actually,
1: good. in high school, I, I had a uh, the forecast with Brettcast. Really? Cast, the, really? Was, well, my nickname was Forecast, so it's Forecast with the Forecast.
0: Yeah, that was pretty good. Cast. Yeah. There, that's exactly. pretty yeah. creative. I it with a K. So. You know what? For we'll add in each segment. <laughs> we'll add a little Forecast with Cast in these um, little bits. <laughs> baseball segments, but, you know, you're here with yours truly, Zach squared and uh, Forecast Breadcast over here, um, you know, he's tossing out great weather updates, but, you know, as always, you know, it's the warning track right now, signing off, we'll hopefully see you guys sometime this week, go green, go white, go stay, baby, here we go.